Welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian philosopher and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Today is Labor Day in the United States, a day that few people are really aware of what we are celebrating, actually, but everyone knows it's a day that you're not supposed to labor and signals a transition from the sort of vacation mindset, I guess you could say, of the summer to the let's get back to work mindset of uh, of the fall. Maybe that's why we call it Labor Day. It's the last day of goof off before we all knuckle down again. But I thought I'd look it up in commemoration of Labor Day. And uh, here, according to a government website, is a quote, observed the first Monday in September, Labor Day is an annual celebration of the social and economic achievements of American workers. The holiday is rooted in the late 19th century when labor activists pushed for a federal holiday to recognize the many contributions workers have made to America's strength, prosperity, and well-being. Well, that sounds very sensible. We should celebrate those who are willing to work. There are still a lot of them around, thank God, because it is those who work that are carrying the planet and those who won't. But I think many of my listeners will agree it gets tougher and tougher as idleness is promoted as the optimum and ideal and what we should all be striving for, and as long as governments are stupid enough to fund non-workers. As we have mentioned before in this podcast, all the things we benefit from to survive and prosper are the fruit of producers of work. That is a mathematical and empirical fact. Do you remember as a kid uh, the experience of not having your mom around for the first time? Maybe she uh, went out for a job interview or a party or something, and there everyone sits around on their lazy butts waiting for the food to materialize on the table. And no matter how long we used to stare at the table, the food would not show up. And then begins all the complaining about mom, how we're all hungry, how she's deserted us, doesn't love us anymore, natter, natter, what's the matter? When one of the kids suddenly remembers that she left a note on the refrigerator door with the instructions as to how we're supposed to feed ourselves, how we're supposed to be fixing our own dinner. Fix our own dinner? Huh? Are you kidding me? I don't, I don't even know how to turn the stove on. Where, where does she keep the saucepans? Any, anyone got 20 bucks so we can order a pizza? Maybe she left some cash in the kitchen drawer. Why, why didn't she just leave us some money so we can order Chinese? You see how this goes? This is just an example. Do you see how this goes? No work, no food. Someone has to provide the labor or do the work. And the lazier the kids, the harder mom has to work. It's simple math. And after a while, moms can get sick of all this and take a break, and we can all discover the laws of the physical universe for ourselves. No food on the table without work. All right, well, what does labor mean? According to Mr. Oxford, it means work hard, make great effort. Here's the example they give. Then they labored from dawn to dusk. Hmm, okay. And then uh, here's another definition. Having difficulty in doing something despite working hard. The example to give is Coley labored against confident opponents. Sounds hard. Okay. Now, the derivation of the word labor is interesting. Listen to this. It's from Middle English, from Old French, labor, which is a noun, labore, which is a verb, both from the Latin labor or labor, which means toil, trouble. Wow. Trouble. Who wants that? 
No wonder people try to avoid labor. Even the derivation of the word sort of makes it sound unpleasant. But essentially, labor means to work hard. Now, some of us like to work. We are generally considered rather peculiar, a bit strange. A passion for work is something we sort of have to hide from our fellows, isn't it? It's probably easier to say you have a drinking problem than to say you have a working problem. Because with drinking, you might get a little sympathy. But if you just like to work hard and admit it, you might just get some resentment. So, of course, we don't talk about it. I mean, how many times have you been asked not to talk about work? Huh? Now, I do know some of us go a little overboard. How does that proverb go? All work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. It's interesting, this whole campaign over the centuries. I mean, that's that proverb, all work and no play. I looked it up one time. I think it started in the 1400s or something. I mean, <laughs> we've been running this for a while, man. But, you know, boy, hasn't work been maligned, a maligned subject over the years? Hasn't it been? We probably should commemorate Labor Day and celebrate it a little more avidly than just going shopping or something. I mean, this is really a big deal. We, we should call it Producers Day because those who produce are heroes and should be regarded that way. All right, so let's just take a peek at the definition of that four-letter word, work, just for fun. So here we go. Mr. Oxford says, because who knows, maybe we don't have the word right. So Mr. Oxford says this. He says, activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. And then they give the example, he was tired after a day's work. Wow, isn't that interesting? Activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or result. Huh. Produce a result. Achieve a purpose. What kind of a whacked out activity is that? Look, I know I'm getting very sarcastic. I'm known for that. But Let's face it, you know, you running a business, you running an enterprise, you want people who work. You're usually willing to work yourself. I say usually I do run into those who are trying to start a business where they don't have to work. I usually counsel them against that. I'm usually trying to tell them, look, you know, starting an enterprise is work. You know, it just is. And, and if you're looking for a way to do it without working, be prepared to be led down the garden path in a few directions because... Uh, it takes work. I've never known any worthwhile enterprise to take off without uh, some folks doing some serious work. Anyway, so the more we can understand the subject of work and the idea of work, the more we ourselves get over the idea that it's a bad thing or that we can help others get over the idea that it's a bad thing. That's going to produce benefits for you in building or running your business, let's face it, because it all revolves around production, work or activity with a purpose. So the word work comes from Old English work, from working, from of Germanic origin related to Dutch work and German work from an Indo-European root shared by Greek ergon. So I guess work just means work, right? Has for many languages over many, many centuries, probably thousands of years, activity intended to produce a result or to achieve a purpose. Now here's L. Ron Hubbard's definition from his famous book, The Problems of Work. What a great title, right? Now that we've been looking the subject over, The Problems of Work. It's a book you can order from Amazon if you like. I think it's like 20 bucks. And if you order it today, you can be reading it tomorrow. You, you can get through it in an evening or two. I've personally read that book nine times and counting. Probably read it again very soon. But anyway, here is how Mr. Hubbard defines work. And this is from the book Problems of Work. Quote, let us redefine work and play. Play should be called work without a purpose. 
It could also be called activity without purpose. That would make work be defined as activity with purpose. L. Ron Hubbard. So that's interesting. Mr. Oxford is in agreement with Mr. Hubbard on this, and isn't he? So let's go all the way back now to episode 50 of volume one of Business Wise, which we called, I remember doing that episode very well because it was our 50th episode. We wanted to make it a special one. It is kind of special. It covers a subject of great interest to me, purpose, and it's called Finding Your Basic Purpose. And I highly recommend you listen to it if you haven't already uh, or if you haven't listened to it recently. But herein, uh, we went over in that episode what Mr. Hubbard discovered to be the basic formula of living, which he states is, quote, having and following a basic purpose. And he goes on to say, thus expansion is an increase in living. Interesting. The more you pursue your basic purpose, the more alive you are, per this formula, per what Mr. Hubbard discovered here as the basic formula of living. It's pretty true if you think about it. I want you to look in your mind's eye at examples of individuals you know that seem the most alive to you. And, you know, alive means a hurly-burly of life, man. It's not like cheery-cheery all the time. I mean, people are really living. You see them go through agony sometimes and defeat and victory, and they're going all over the place with this thing. But they're following what? A basic purpose, a passion of some sort. And that is living, you know, and then you see a guy who's, yeah, I've made it. Yeah, I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, I'm here sitting by the pool. And man, these guys have got problems. Interestingly enough, I didn't really read the article, but I saw a headline of an article from Warren Buffett, one of the wealthiest men in the world. And he probably knows more billionaires than anybody else in the world because he's an investment uh, uh, guru. And uh, he says they're generally pretty miserable, miserable people. That's Warren Buffett. You can look it up for yourself. Interesting. What makes someone feel alive? What makes him come alive? So we go back to this article, which again, we covered in that earlier episode, um, which is finding your basic purpose formula, having and following a basic purpose. That's Mr. Hubbard's formula, what he discovered as a basic formula of living. And he goes on to say this, thus expansion is an increase in living to increase living and raise tone by Tony means emotional tone. You, you can be from You know, from apathy to fear to anger to boredom to enthusiasm. I mean, I just gave you a very short version of the emotional tone scale, but that's what he's talking about when he's talking about tone. So he says, to increase living and raise tone and heighten activity, one need only apply the expansion formula to living. End quote. Now you can get more information on the expansion formula. You go back even further in the Business Wise archives and listen to episode four, volume one, an expansion formula, that's its title, and you will have the complete picture of this uh, quote and the formula. But the bottom line is, when is a person the most alive? When are they the most active? When are they the highest tone? Is when they are following their basic purpose, when they're engaged in that activity. In other words, when they are working, provided, of course, that this work or his work or her work is in some way related to their basic purpose. Now, it's true. 
The most common answer to the question when I do ask this question, I pose this question fairly often, which is, what is your basic purpose? And most people will tell me that they don't know what their basic purpose is, which is a shame because the common denominator of all the people that I talk to is that they are all alive to one degree or another. And so it would benefit them a great deal to know this formula that I just went over with you, having and following a basic purpose. If you have not isolated for yourself, which Mr. Robert says you've known since you were two years old, by the way, and says you've attempted to follow it your whole life, by the way, and he says it becomes warped, and he'll tell you how if you uh, read up on his works. I think that's covered in a book called um, Original Thesis. I believe is the title of that one. But read Problems of Work. If you haven't read any of Mr. Hubbard's books, read Problems of Work first. Order that today and start. I'm going to probably base the rest of this episode on that material. But um, very interesting. goes over a lot about purpose. And you need purpose. If you want to know what's lacking in the people who are working for you, for instance, don't you wish they were more alive, higher-toned, more active? Well, you might ask them, well, what's the purpose of your position? What's the purpose of your post? You know, ask the receptionist sometime. You'll be surprised at some of the statements that they might give you. Might be something like, keep everything quiet here. I'm not kidding. There are definitely receptionists I've met that have that as their purpose. Let's keep everything quiet. The fewer people in the waiting room, the less randomity, the better everything seems to go. They, they literally will turn away people because they have a confusion on what their basic purpose is. Salespeople, yeah, I know what my purpose is. It's to get the most money out of the customer that I can and achieve the highest bonus I can for what I just sold them. Now, look, if you've got salespeople with that purpose, they're confused and they will destroy your company. So asking your salespeople, what's the purpose, your genuine purpose here? And uh, you might be surprised at their answers, and you might want us to do a little sort out on that because the work is an activity directed towards achieving a result and a purpose. So if the purpose is not clear for a person in their life, if a purpose is not clear for a person on their job, then expect all kinds of insanity to ensue. Now, of course, you get the scenario of an individual who's doing a job just to have a job or started a business just to make money. That's not really anywhere remotely close to what their basic purpose is. They haven't been thinking about what their basic purpose is. They just know, oh, here's an opportunity. I'm always a little guarded. Members will call me and say, look, I have this opportunity. And my answer to them is always the same. Ask yourself if this opportunity aligns with your basic purpose. If it does, go for it. You'll feel alive. You'll probably, you know, get bashed and bruised along the way like the rest of us, but you'll be passionate about it and you'll pursue it and you'll be happy. You'll be alive. You'll be high-toned. But if this opportunity doesn't align with any basic purpose, it's only attractive to you because it sounds easy or it can make money for you easily or whatever, hey man, I wouldn't do it. You can do it if you want to, but I wouldn't do it. I'm not saying making a ton of money is is not a great thing. You know, there's these highly productive people that are well remunerated for their work. These are our heroes. I admire them. They give jobs to everybody. They give people work. They give people purpose. So I'm all about it. But most of those really successful people that you hear about or read about, they have pretty clear idea of their purpose and what they're trying to accomplish. And they're pretty alive. You know, these really, really extraordinary people like 
you know, I'm not saying I'm a fan or not a fan. I'm not trying to get political here, but a guy like an Elon Musk, for instance, you know, obviously he uh, is pursuing a purpose that I'll give him. I don't know the guy for all I know. He may be not so happy, but he seems to be pretty exhilarated in his life. And it's probably because he has a pretty clear idea of what his purpose is. So I admire that. And he works his guts out. All right. So now let's go back to this book, Problems of Work. I want to read you a few paragraphs out of the book relating to the subject. And I think you'll find it useful and interesting. So Mr. Hubbard says, men who detest one job or another detest it because they can't see where it is going or can't believe they are doing any important thing. They are, quote, working, end quote. That is to say, they report and go through motions and draw a paycheck, but they aren't truly a part of the scheme of things. They don't feel they have anything to win. See that? They don't feel like they have a purpose. They don't feel, they don't see how they fit. This is why it's so important. You as a member need to consult your employees and your team and yourself. What is your purpose? What is the purpose of this activity? Because that's what makes work meaningful, right? Mr. Hubbard goes on to say, in our civilization, the stable datum to the confusion of existence is work. And the stable datum of work is purpose. Even if the purpose is just, quote, getting a paycheck, end quote, it is still a purpose. And he's saying here, basically, Mr. Robert's saying any purpose is better than no purpose. Maybe the guy's got a job that doesn't even align with his basic purpose, but make sure he's got a purpose for that position. And he will be far happier and he will be far more productive for you. And Mr. Robert then goes on to say this. He says, any of us probably could do more important things than we are doing. Any of us could use some changes in our tasks, but none of us and still stay alive and sane could do without something to do. When we grow timid in the face of circumstance, listen to this, because if you ever go timid in the face of circumstance, now you know why. When we grow timid in the face of circumstance, it is because our purposes, our stable data, have been invalidated. Think about it. Think about the times when you felt deflated, when you felt, oh, I don't know if I can go on. Chances are those, the purposes that you had established for that activity have been invalidated, blunted by an individual, blunted by circumstance, usually an individual, working away at your purpose, right? Invalidating it, sometimes with just a gesture or rolling their eyes or just not paying any attention to it. You know, like you want to show them, hey, let me, let me show you what we just created. Have you ever done that? Oh, I want to show you this thing. And then, uh, yeah, later, you know. Or, you know, some other time. That by itself is an invalidation. You know, there you've got this entrepreneur all enthusiastic and on fire. All he wants to do is just spread the word of everything that he's doing, his purpose. And then it gets uh, invalidated. And so he loses that stable datum. More confusion sets in. He's losing his purpose. Now, why am I working like this? and grows timid in the face of circumstance. Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this, it is, as we have shown, rather easy to knock a person into a state of confusion. All you have to do is locate his stable datum on any subject and shake it. This is a trick we all use. For instance, these are Mr. Hubbard's words, for instance, we are arguing about economics with a friend. We don't agree with him. We ask him where he got such an idea. He says somebody wrote it in such and so. We attack the writer or the paper and discredit it. In other words, we win our argument by shaking his stable datum as nearly as we can find it. This is um, 
you know, purpose jujitsu, I guess, how to invalidate or stable datum, confusion jujitsu, how to create confusion, shake the stable datum, right? Mr. Harper goes on to say, life is competitive. Many of us forget we are part of a team called man in contest with who knows what else to survive. We attack men and attack our friends. In the course of holding a job, it seems only natural that here and there in the organization would be people who were so insecure in their own tasks that they seek to spread insecurity around them. Having drunk, and these are, again, I'm quoting Mr. Hubbard, having drunk of confusion too deeply, having too few stable data, a person can begin to, quote, dramatize, end quote, confusion to spread it, to consciously try to make everything and everybody confused. One of the favorite targets of such people is the stable datum of work. Although usually such people cannot even do their own jobs, they are very anxious to make others tired of theirs. They, quote, cut down the competition, end quote, by carving up the stable data of others. Look out for these people in your company, okay? Those who have difficulty with work, the stable data of work, have no purpose, they will start eating away at those who do. And then that's how you lose these productive workers. You're missing the ones that are not productive. And they are taking out their own lack of purpose, lack of game by taking out the real producers. Happens routinely, often, if you're not aware of this data. So he goes on to say, Mr. Trevor goes on to say, beware these people who come around and inquire, quote, sympathetically about your health because you look overworked. It is almost easier to get overloafed than overworked. Beware these people who want you to sign a petition to shorten the hours to be spent on the job. The end product of that is no job. And beware, too, the fellow who is always taking it out of the firm because the firm, quote, can afford it, end quote. Remember, that firm is part yours no matter if they fire you tomorrow. Such people are trying to pull out from under you the stable datum of work. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Yeah, man. The desire to follow a purpose, these things become the stable data for individuals. They are happiest when they have that stable data in their lives. What are they trying to accomplish? What are they trying to produce? What are they trying to create? What is the purpose of what they are doing? Make sure that all around you have that stable data because if they don't, they can descend into a very bad place and actually end up being the ones who undermine those who do have such a stable datum. So work, it's a four-letter word, all right, but um, I would say it's a pretty important one. It's a pretty important one. Activity directed towards a purpose, a stable datum for life, the thing that lessens the confusion of living, and the basic formula for living, having and following a basic purpose. All right, so that's uh, our episode today, Labor Day 2022. I hope it was of great benefit to you as it was intended and uh, thought we would address some fundamentals here and you could hardly get more fundamental than this. So uh, have a great holiday. Relax. It is a time to celebrate the fact that we are producers. So take your break and then let's get back to work on Tuesday. And give them hell, huh? Let's uh, let's make our purposes real. Let's show people how what production is and how joyous it is and how alive we can be 
by producing and working and achieving our purposes. All right, that's it for this week. If you have uh, liked this episode, please give us a like. I love reading your comments, so do leave those as well. Send us your questions at info at yz2s.org. I fell a little bit behind on answering those, but I've cut those all up. So please do write us, info at yz2s.org. And um, I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening.